Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. beautiful friends. How is everybody doing? Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. I'm kind of late recording this. I normally try and record on like a Wednesday or Thursday and then uh, the episode will come out on a Monday, but it's Saturday. It's August 1st right now. Um, anyways, I don't know why why that information would be interesting to any of you, but yeah, I just thought I'd let you know. It's Saturday at 11.15 a.m. Okay. <laughs> so great week this week. We hit 10K on my Instagram, which is really cool. I say we because like you guys did did that for me, which I appreciate so much. I've got the swipe up. I don't know how I'm going to use it, but I will be using it eventually. I, I actually did get... <laughs> Oh, whoops. I'm messing with my computer. I, uh, I did get a email about a brand partnership, a brand partnership, (laughs) which is really, it feels really stupid and weird to say, but it did happen. And, um, I, but I don't know, I felt weird taking it because it wasn't something I've ever, it's actually something I hate. It was for a company that does like a menstrual cup, which I hate. I never use them. The one time I tried to use them, I was like in so much pain. Um, so it felt, it just did not feel right for me to advertise that to you guys. I also am like, I don't think I want my Instagram to be at, I would like ads for the podcast because that's obviously how podcasts work, but my Instagram, I don't know. I mean, don't, don't like take my word on this, but I would like to not do a ton of ads or ads that I don't like. I don't know. I don't really know. I don't, I don't really know what's going on. I'm acting like I have like the option to do that. Nobody's paying me to do anything. So speaking of ads, I, of course, want to shout out one of my followers, small businesses that they own. And this week we are talking about Jenna Rumsey. So she owns Rumsey Floral and that is their Instagram handle, Rumsey Floral, R-U-M-S-E-Y-F-L-O-R-A-L. I don't know why I struggled so much saying or spelling floral right there. Anyways, she does beautiful floral arrangements and she will give you 30% off any bridal flowers if you book by the end of the year, if you mention my name or my ad. So again, that's Rumsey Floral and they you can reach them at rumseyfloral at gmail.com or you can DM them. So yeah, if you haven't been here, if this is your first episode, I like to shout out my followers, small businesses that they own um, just to... Re- what's that word I'm looking for? Reciprocate the support. So yeah. Anyways, I also like, 
I don't know why I haven't been doing this, but I've been keeping a note on my phone of like things I need to tell you guys throughout the week. And then I can tell you them here. And so let's go down the list of, uh, of things I've been needing to tell you guys. Okay. I watched the parent trap this week. Let's talk about the parent trap. One of the best movies of all time. Don't fight me on it. I love this movie so much. It did give me really um, unrealistic expectations. Wow, my brain just slowed down a little bit. Give me really unrealistic expectations about a few things. Let me tell you what they are. Poker. I thought playing poker would be so easy because they just waltz in there. She gets a royal flush and she makes a bunch of money. That's what I thought playing poker was like. Turns out it's not what playing poker is like. I have tried and also failed. Cutting my own hair. That didn't turn out well when Hallie has to cut Annie's hair, I think. Yeah, Hallie has to cut Annie's hair. And it looks amazing. Yep, tried that. Didn't work. Tried to pierce my own ears. I actually tried to pierce my own belly button when I was in high school. And for some reason, me and my best friend who did it, we thought like the thicker the needle, the more successful it would be. Turns out the thicker needles are like knitting needles and they have like no sharp edge. So we were just shoving a, a, a dull stick into our stomachs as hard as we could. But I really thought it would be easier. Uh, also, I'll tell you what the, I'll tell you the number one thing this movie taught me that was unrealistic. Do you guys realize that Meredith Blake is 26 years old in that movie? I don't know how old the actress is, but her character is 26 years old. I am 26. I'm almost 27. She was an established publicist who nobody knows what a publicist is, but she's also dating a 40-year-old rich vineyard owner, owner in, and is about to acquire a 12-year-old stepdaughter. Which, if I had those responsibilities, I can't even, I couldn't even acquire like a pet fish right now. I don't even remember, I don't even know how to put washer fluid in my car. My windshield's been dirty for like three and a half weeks. I'm too embarrassed to say I don't know how to do it, but I don't. Matt, if you're listening, please stop and get me some washer fluid. Anyways. So that was Parent Trap. Um, the next thing I wanted to let you guys know. So I think we should start doing this every week. We should do a Dumb Dumb Club check-in. So if you're new here, um, there's an episode a couple weeks back called The Dumb Dumb Club. And it's all about things that we did not learn well into adulthood that we definitely should have known by like age nine. And you guys have kept sending them to me and it's the funniest thing ever. So I think that we should every week, if you guys have learned something new or you realize something dumb that you did, DM it to me and I want to, I want to put it in the episode. And so this one was, so, this one was so funny. This message in particular is what made me want to do this. And then I have one that I did this week. So she says, in my twenties, I was a dental assistant. And once when my office manager was out of the office, I had to answer the phone. Our leasing manager for the building called, except I didn't know she was the leasing manager and, uh, and needed to talk to the office manager about the lease addendum. So I wrote a note for our office manager telling her, Call Laura back. She needs to talk to you about Lisa Dendum, like a name, Lisa Dendum. But I wasn't able to find that patient in the computer. <laughs> I thought she was calling to discuss a patient named Lisa Dendum, which is amazing. I love that. I love that so much. Let me tell you the dumb thing I did this week. I was talking about Mother Teresa for some reason, and I had the thought that Mother Teresa was like ancient. Like she was like a, like a patron saint, like Saint, uh, like Patrick or like maybe Saint, I don't know, 
Nick, St. Nick, St. <laughs> Nicholas. Like I thought she was like an ancient saint, but turns out she died in like 1997. Like we have video of Mother Teresa. Like she's, she's very much modern. I will say I had the thought for a second and then I corrected it. I wasn't totally sold on it, but I had the thought like, oh, she's from like ancient Rome, which is kind of what I thought. Um, that's a really bad one. That's probably, that's probably not something I should tell you guys, but here we are next up. I have to tell you guys this. I have gotten <laughs> so many DMS about which blogger cup blogger couple blocked me. Tell all your friends, uh, tell anybody. I don't care. It was sassy red lipstick and trip. They blocked me on my personal account that I don't use anymore. It was before I started the bad broadcast. Everybody always asks me and I say, listen to episode eight intro. That's where I talk about it. It's not that interesting, but I just need to broadcast it to the world because I get this DM probably. I like, I don't, I don't want to be like, so I'm going to people are asking me, but I do probably get 50 a day. And the amount of times I've had to type the word sassy red lipstick and trip, like my phone has been auto-correcting to the word trip and I just physically can't handle it. So just tell everybody, or if you're listening and you go back and listen, you're like, what blogger couple blocked you? It's sassy red lipstick. Okay. She blocked me. <sighs> Why did I get so heated over that? It's fine. You guys can DM me. I'm really sorry. I got sassy there. So I got sassy about sassy red lipstick. Okay. So this week we are talking, I feel like it's kind of a piggyback off of last week because we did bad dates last week and now we're going into bad breakups, which is perfect because it's like, this is what follows up dating is the breakup. And I got to give you guys credit because I asked you guys to email me and not one, literally not one of you, not one person DM'd me. That's never happened. Sometimes I ask for an email and you guys are like, hey, this is really quick. I'm just going to DM you, which is totally fine. It's just hard for me to keep track of because then it gets like pushed down in my inbox. And I usually, when it's an email, I can go in and like copy and paste it into my um, notes or like my outline for the episode. So it's just so much easier. And so, yeah, so I, I asked you guys to do that. You guys crushed it on the instruction following because you guys are smart and I love you. What was I going to say next? I had a note that I forgot about. Oh, you guys asked me to, so, well, every now and then I'll get a story and you guys will be like, can you keep this anonymous? 100%, you guys, this will all, everything will always be anonymous. Even if you tell me a name, I will probably change it or just leave it out. I would never, ever, ever say a name. Do not worry about that one bit. Unless you guys like asked me to or something. I don't know why you would, but, uh, it's always anonymous. And then another, another comment that I got about last week's episode, somebody asked if she sent me the nicest message, you guys, it was so, so nice. She asked if when I tell a story that is a little bit rough or a little bit scary, like last week we had that story about a girl who went on a date with a guy who had like made serious death threats. And she just asked if I would add trigger warnings into the episode. If I'm telling a story that could possibly, you know, be, be hard for some people to hear. Absolutely. I am so willing to do that stuff for you guys. Of course. Can you imagine if I was like, "Mm, no, sorry, no, I will totally do that. I will make sure I'm just going to overcompensate and I'm just going to put them in when I think that there could be anything that might, you know, shake a few people. So I will be definitely... I will definitely be sure to put those in. And oh, last thing. Okay, sorry. You guys are like, shut up, get to the stories. But this is the last thing. I added this in uh, like the last minute yesterday because I, okay, in the Dumb Dumb Club episode, we talked about how people thought Goofy was a cow. Do you guys remember that? Like 
somebody had DM'd me and said, I learned that Goofy's a cow. Goofy's not a dog. Guys, a Disney employee DM'd me. <laughs> she sent me her ID and everything. She, uh, or a picture of her ID. ID. She DM'd me and she said, no, no, no. Goofy is a dog. He started off, his name was like Dippy Dog or something like that. He's always been a dog. I don't know. It seems a little, a little weird that Goofy is allowed to live in a house and have kids and Pluto is stuck in a dog house, but I don't know. Any of you who think Max Goof is hot, you can rest assured he's a dog, not a cow. Okay. That was all of my items of business. This is like the longest intro I've ever done, um, which is not that long, I guess. <sighs> I'm winded. I'm winded from that. Okay, so let's get into the breakup stories. I am going to start with one of my weirdest breakup stories. <laughs> so a few years, well, a lot of years ago, like five or probably uh, five or six years ago before Matt and I were even together. But Matt and I were actually really good friends for a long time before we started dating. So when we, like when Matt had girlfriends and I had boyfriends, we stayed friends. And so he knows everything about all of my exes, which is just a funny little detail. But anyway, so a few years ago I was, I did an internship in Washington, DC. And before I left, I was kind of off and on with this kid. I wasn't like super invested in it. He was really, really interested. He wanted to like stay together. But I told him, I said, I think that you should date over the summer and uh, we'll figure it out when I get back. So I left on my internship and I didn't really talk to him um, because he actually got a girlfriend and I was like, cool, whatever. So then I started uh, getting closer to when I was going to come home from my inter internship. And I was like, dang it, I think I actually really like this kid. And also I was just being immature and I needed the attention and it was not a good move. But I texted him and I said, Hey, I, I really want to figure things out. And he was like, okay, well, I'll, I'm going to break up with my girlfriend for you. I'll, I'll do it right when you get home. You know, I like her, but I love you. <coughs> Gosh, I like her, but I love you. And I really want to do this. So I'm, I'm like at the airport ready to come home. He texts me. I just broke up with her for you. I'm really excited to see you and get back together. I see him the night I get home. We decide we're going to like do this thing. So things are going okay. Like the first few days. And then I text him one night to say like, Hey, do you want to go to a, there's like some event or something. I was like, do you want to go to, we'll say it was a movie. Do you want to like go to this movie with me tomorrow night? And he was like, no, I'm actually going out of town. And I was like, wait, what do you mean you're going out of town? Like I had no idea, which is obviously, you know, it's something that like you would know about somebody that you were dating. And also like I had that pit in my stomach, you know, the one where you're like, I know I'm about to get dumped. Like there just was something in my gut that was telling me something was off. So he was like, I'm just going on a trip. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm, I had something planned before you got home. And I just, it slipped my mind. I, I didn't, I didn't think to tell you. And I was like, what, what do you mean? You forgot to tell me where are you going? I had to like beat it out of him. Turns out he, when I was on my internship before I came home and he was still with his girlfriend, they had planned a trip and he didn't want to miss this trip. So he was going to go on this vacation with his girlfriend and her family and not tell me and think that when he got home, that he and I were going to be together again. On top of all of that, he was, the reason he didn't want to miss the trip is <laughs> it's because he was like a big 
Atlanta Braves fan. He was a big, it's a professional baseball team. He was a big Braves fan. He did not want to miss this trip because they were going to a Braves game. Just a side note, my dad is a retired professional athlete who played for the Braves for like 20 years. He just like could not miss this game with her. So this poor girl, I'm sure the thing is, is that I'm sure he was like telling her lies. Like I'm sure she didn't even know that he and I had gotten back together or whatever. But he, so I'm sure he told her like, yeah, we're still together. We're still going on this trip. But then on the side, he was telling me like, no, 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 it's just work. We decided to, he said, we decided to go on the trip as friends. I'm like, okay, so, so you're going on an intimate family vacation with a girl who you've been dating for three months as friends. So the thing is, I hindsight, I wish I would have handled it better. I wish I would have just like, you know, said, never mind. I don't want to be with you. Don't call me when you come home. But I was like, I was just pathetic and immature. And I just begged him to, to stay or to whatever. I don't know. I, I think he, I don't really know. Like hindsight, I'm like, did, did he just not like me? Did he just not like her? I don't really know. But the bottom line is that's trash behavior to the, he, I wonder how much money like this girl spent on him. Cause she was taking him, like she was taking him with him her family, how much money this girl spent on this jack wagon who didn't want to miss out on a Braves game. So he was willing to hurt multiple people in the, it, like in the, what's the word I'm looking for? Willing to hurt multiple people on his way there. So I don't know. It was, it was so stunning. And then it was like so painful. Just, I mean, all breakups are painful, obviously, but now I can look back and laugh. Honestly, I don't know if, I don't know if he'll ever hear this. I don't know. I always wonder if they'll hear this, but whatever. So that was my weirdest breakup. Um, I have a few more stories that I'll tell you guys throughout the episode, but you know, let's move on to your guys as you guys sent me some good ones. I want you guys to know I read every single one and it just, it weren't, you guys send me, I could just cry thinking about you guys. Do you know that? Do you know that literally if you are here or listening to this or follow me on Instagram, I have like such a deep love for you. I'm so happy if you're new here and I welcome you with open arms, but also the ones that have been here with me from the very beginning when I was just doing dumb little YouTube episodes, like you guys are like, I love you so much. And the emails that you guys send me are so good. Some of them are like color coded. You guys send me pictures, screenshots. A couple of you send me pictures of like your current families and you're like, see, everything turned out okay. Like it just, it makes me so happy. And I wish I could read all of them. Obviously I can't, I have to kind of, you know, pick a selection that we can talk about, but I do read every single one and I appreciate it so much. So let's get into it. She says, I went to see a psychic for fun. And she told me my husband at the time lives a secret life of online dating, hooking up with all this stuff, you name it, with multiple people for the entirety of our relationship. I didn't believe her until I got home and told him his face turned pure white, which then forced me to make catfish accounts and set him up to have proof of the matter. It only took a few days to hook and bait him. We are divorced now. Oh, she says he's actually a good person. He has a lot of self-esteem issues. That is so nice of you. That is really, you are really being the bigger person there. That is, that is rough. Sometimes I think about going to a psychic, but I'm like, I don't even know if I want to know that much about my life. You know, like she, she might know things that I'm not trying to like confront. So I would rather just, I'd rather just, you know, stay in ignorance not that. Yeah. Anyways, that's, that's pretty rough. Okay. 
Next, I was quote unquote dating this guy for a month or so. And by dating, I mean, we would drive to a parking lot and make out for an hour in his suburban and then go get ice cream. That sounds like a dope boyfriend, honestly. Um, don't get excited. It gets worse. So after a month or so, we're Mac and hardcore. What does that mean? We're Mac and hardcore in his bourbon. <laughs> and he's like, take off your pants. And I was like, yeah, no. He got frustrated. We stopped making out. He said, I need to find an ATM. I need to get cash. I was like, oh, what are we doing? He said, it's a surprise. And I said, oh, cool. He gets cash, then drives me back to my car and says, this is probably the end of our relationship. <laughs> me, What? I'm going to, I changed the names. I'm going to ask Ashley out. I just need somebody a bit classier. The cash was for going out with another girl later that night. That is so unnecessary to get cash in front of another girl. Just, just know my ladies that when this happens, this is somebody with deeply rooted self-esteem issues. If anybody like that, that's not, so, it's weird because we think when we see guys like this who are like getting multiple girls, we think they're, they must be so, they must be so confident they must be so self-assured and they must be so cool because they're getting all wrong. They are wounded and they, they have bad self-esteem because anybody with decent self-esteem doesn't treat people like that. Okay. Next. She says, we were on a drive. I told him I didn't want to keep dating him. Then asked him to take me home. When we pulled up at my, um, whoa. When we pulled up at my house, he was walking away and he stood outside his car and asked me if I was sure. I said, yes. He got so mad. He punched a dent in his car. I kept this one because I have a story that goes along with it. So I was dating this person and I had his phone and I looked at his phone and he was texting, uh, another girl who was actually one of my really good friends. And they were like, gonna hang out and they were being flirty and whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, whatever, I'm over it. So I walk out. So I tell him, I say, yeah, I saw those texts with her. I'm over it. I'm leaving. I'm having my friend come and pick me up. And he was like, I mean, probably like you guys will see probably like some pretty bad anger issues. And he was yelling at me and he was chasing me out. And I was sitting on the curb waiting for my friend to come pick me up. He punched a hole in his own windshield, in his own windshield. So his windshield or his car was sitting outside the house we were at. He fully, he punched it. Not like, uh, I don't know how to explain that. I don't know how to explain it. He punched, like if you put your hand in a fist and then like you lay your palm flat on a table. So it wasn't like a normal punch, like a, like a punch in the face. Like you would think it was like flat. He hit it like that. He broke like four. So, so I, so he did that. And I was like, okay, okay. Something's wrong with this, his brain. And my friend came and got me. We went home. I'm getting a bunch of calls from his friends. Like, Hey, we're going to the hospital. We got to take him to the ER. I'm like, cool. I don't care. Uh, the next day I go out of town with my family and I get a picture of him in like a hospital gown. He had to get surgery on it. I am almost positive. He still can't bend his fingers like to this day. This was probably like eight years ago. I don't know. I'm, I'm almost positive, like because he has pins in his fingers now because he slammed his finger or he slammed his hand against his windshield. Um, do not recommend like that personality type for like a gentle uh, partner. But, you know, you do you if that's your type, I guess. Next up, I just gotten out of a breakup with a guy I dated for my senior year of high school. My family friend, who is a guy a few years older than me, took me on a date to cheer him up or to cheer me up for about, let's see, cheer me up. And for about a month, we hung out with a group of friends before I went back to Hawaii for school. During fall semester, we stayed in touch like we always had, then hung out once during Christmas break while I was home. Two months later, we hadn't talked much. 
on Valentine's Day, my roommates tell me there's a baby seal on the beach living in a hut on the, uh, she was living in a hut on the beach at this time. So I run out to the beach, so excited to see this cute, precious baby seal, of course, as we all would. And I find this boy standing on the beach holding chocolate and roses. I was shocked. Unfortunately, that's not the whole story. I was dating someone else at the time, and this kid told me he loved me, and he had moved to Hawaii for me. He transferred. He was on a sports team. He transferred to her school in Hawaii. She had to break up with him, even though they were never together. She ended it with worse night, worse roommates. That is a roommate problem. The fact that they did not have your back there. The fact that when he definitely texted your friends and said, hey, I'm coming to Hawaii to move here for this girl, the fact that they weren't like, mm, hey, buddy, she's got a boyfriend. Also, like, we don't want to live on this tiny island with you. That's that's a that's those are bad, bad roommates, bad roommates, worst roommates award. But like also who moves to Hawaii for somebody unless I honestly like if Matt moved to Hawaii, I would like take a second to think about it. Like, like, I don't know. I don't know. Is that, is that, is that rude? Uh, sometimes Matt and I talk about like, I, I feel, okay, here, here's, hear me out on this. This is kind of a tangent, but I personally, personally, this is not a, this is not anything I say is probably not a good like rule of thumb, but I'm just going to say what I think anyways. One of the most important parts of a relationship, definitely in my relationship, is that we both have like separate hobbies and separate things that we like to do. Like Matt really likes to be outside and go camping and stuff, and he can do that. I don't go with him. And then there's things that I like to do that he doesn't come with me to do. And I don't know. I just feel like it's benefited us because we don't feel super neat. Like I don't ever feel super needy. Like I know that he just enjoys things. And then the other thing is that I'm not in a bad mood when he makes me go do something. Like he knows that if I'm doing something with him, I genuinely want to be there. And sometimes we talk about like, what if we had to like live separately? Like what if <laughs> this sounds so bad? This sounds like we want to live separately. We don't. But I think like if Matt got an amazing opportunity and I did too, and they were like in different States, I would 100% do it. I would totally trust him to live in a different state. And I'll, I mean, hopefully he would trust me. I'm sure he would because I'm boring, but I feel like that would be, I feel like it would almost be like kind of like fun, you know, like kind of mysterious and like sexy, long distance marriage. No, is that weird? I don't know. I just genuinely, I really like doing things on my, like, I like feeling like my own person. I don't know. Is that so crazy? I like doing things and knowing that I can still be totally independent and Matt's not like, hmm, come home and sit on the couch with me. I'm like, no, I have something that I want to do. I'm going to go do it. So yeah, that was random, but okay. Next. She says, this isn't a full story, but I was breaking up with a guy and he was like, I really don't think you're considering my feelings in this. He made it sound like it was something up for discussion. Like it was something we both had to agree to. Like, dude, that's not how breakups work. You don't get a say. <laughs> oh, I just thought that was a funny one. Next. When I finally ended things in a toxic relationship, my ex informed me he threw something at my window. Let's see. He threw something at my window for me and I can burn it if I want. Outside, I find a big plastic bag and proceed to open it. Inside, okay, I do, I'm going to put a trigger warning here just in case. I'm, I just want to put it here. It kind of gets weird. Inside, lay torn up photos of us together, all presents I had given him, and even garbage of mine he had kept. At the bottom of the bag, I found a bloody knife. 
Yes, real blood. Let you say I'm lucky when I got out when I did. That is, I, I just, I never want to say like, oh, that's so stupid. How could he do that? Because that's clear. That is like, a, that's like a, that's mental health driven. You know, like that's something that needs to be talked about. And sometimes we all, there's like, there's like tears of crazy, you know? Like I'm definitely on one of those tiers, but like, so, like some of us do crazy stuff. Like, do you, you know, check who likes his photos? Would you drive to his house and see who's there? Yeah, probably. We all would. Okay. We all have like a certain little like flavor of crazy in us, but there's a certain there, it gets to a certain point where like, you gotta, you gotta get that taken care of. Honestly, I've done things that are like very not normal. And I feel like we should maybe do a men I kind of want to I was planning on this anyways. Maybe in a few weeks we're going to do a mental health episode. I can tell you guys about my stuff, but this is like weird. Like if you're giving somebody a bloody knife, that's like let's like maybe call the police. You know what to do. Call me, I'll call them. Okay, next up. She says, "I dated a guy pause here." I got a lot of crap on my Instagram this week because people are like, you always hate every single guy. No, I don't hate every single guy. If men followed me and they sent me breakup stories about terrible girls, I would roast them too. The thing is, is that you guys send me stories of terrible things people did to you. I'm going to roast them. You guys are my friends. So no, this isn't a male thing. This is a dumb person thing. So if you, if you are a man and you're listening and you're like, what the heck you're ripping on dudes? No. If a girl did something crazy to you, send it my way. I would for sure talk about it. It's just that no guys follow me and nobody wants to listen to my podcast if you're male. So next up, I dated a guy for maybe three months off and on that I'd met on a dating app. It was around the holidays and he wanted me to go out of town to meet his family. This was like three weeks of us officially dating. I ended up ending things right before Christmas and he complained that he's already given me my gift, which was a candle and he wanted it back. <laughs> then on Christmas, that's that he, I mean, I would make fun of that, but clearly he just wanted to see you again. That's obviously like, he didn't really want the candle back. He just thought it was a good excuse. So then on Christmas, he texted me and told me how hurt he was and how rude oh, the Christmas text really really the most joyful day of the year, Brandon. I don't think his name's really Brandon, but I actually know his name is not Brandon. So she says, then on Christmas, text me and told me how hurt he was and how rude I was to just not, to not just wait until after the holidays to end things with him, even though he was chewing me out on Christmas. Yeah, exactly. But wait, it gets better. He would not leave me alone. He would send flowers to get a response for me and would try to come to my apartment to see me. Then I get a package in the mail with a big long letter and a CD. Oh, yes. He had recorded himself singing Sorry by Justin Bieber, and to this day, I still have not been able to listen to it all the way through because it's just that bad. This is where she comes in with the SoundCloud link. I listened to this dude's cover of Sorry by Justin Bieber, and this is, I am not saying this in any way to be rude. This is just a fact of the matter. He does sound uh, alarmingly close to Kermit the Frog. Um, it was a wild experience. I really, I like highly considered putting it in the podcast, but there's no way because somebody would recognize it. I'm pretty sure like you can't put other people's music in your podcast, but I really did want to. But when you guys come in with the links and the screenshots, it's my favorite thing. So next up, 
She says, my boyfriend broke up with me during my birthday dinner at Ruth's Chris that I paid for. He also said, I should have gotten you a gift, but I forgot. I have been in that situation before that I went to a really nice dinner to celebrate something and like with a boyfriend and I had to pay. That's just, I don't know. And like, I'm all about female empowerment. Obviously I'm like, when I was dating people, I was more than happy to pay for things. But when it's your own birthday, I feel like, you know. I feel like that's like, I don't know. I feel like it's common courtesy. She also says, he said, I should have gotten you a gift, but I forgot. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. Next. She says, so I was dating this guy for like seven months and I was pretty close to, oh, in high school. And I was pretty close to graduating and he was a year younger than me. So I was like, time to cut that off. Toward the end of our relationship, I was literally just disgusted by everything he did. That line right there is a pretty good indication that he's not the one. If like, if like him existing is making you angry, it's probably like, I remember a boyfriend that I had and like, I remember thinking one day, like, I don't want him, I don't want him to die and I don't want him to be hurt. I just want him to like not exist. And I was like, should I stay with this guy or not? (laughs) Like after I had the thought of like, I don't want this person to exist. I kind of thought maybe he wasn't the one. (laughs) Uh, I have no idea if my exes or anybody who knows them or like their wives listen to this. I honestly, I feel like I'm playing with fire telling personal stories, but whatever they happen to me. So it is what it is going, moving on. She says, I was literally disgusted by everything he did. I could not look at his face without wanting to die. So anyways, I asked him to come over one night so I could break up with him. He shows up and has literally no clue what's about to go down. I am always the one who gets broken up with. So I had no idea how to let this guy down. I start going off about how we're just in different places and I don't want to date him anymore. He starts hysterically sobbing and I am just so awkward and uncomfortable sitting there. Like, did you honestly think we were going to get married? So anyways, backstory, I had given him this ring for Christmas. He was one of those guys. (laughs) She says a ring wearer. Uh, and as he is sobbing, he takes the ring off, opens my hand, places the ring on my palm, shuts my hand. (laughs) It's the drama and says, I can't bear to look at this anymore. It took everything in me not to laugh right then and there, but it gets worse. He goes, wait here. He goes out to his car, grabs his funk. She says funkin grabs a funkin guitar, comes back in and starts playing. I can't make you love me by Bon Iver fully singing and everything. He literally lingered for maybe two hours after that. And I, and basically begged me to stay with him a few weeks after we broke up, this kid goes and gets his first tattoo. He needed a parent signature of trees and mountains that I drew right on his arm for the whole world to see. (laughs) Oh, any underage tattoo. I don't, I would love to know if somebody got an underage tattoo that they don't regret, but I can probably guarantee that your high school girlfriend's artwork is not something you're going to want when you're 65. But I also, I bet you're a really good artist. So probably, um, the guitar thing, let's, let's back up and talk about that. So obviously Matt is a musician. He plays guitar. People all the time ask me in a dead serious manner. If Matt like plays the guitar for me when we were planning our wedding, I mean, honestly, we should have just added this in to all of the terrible other things we chose, but people were like, is he going to play you a song and sing to you at your wedding? No, I think that is the most embarrassing thing of all time. I know, I know girls, if you're listening, I know some of you like it. That's totally fine. In my humble opinion, it, uh, it makes me want to be dead. 
is the is just the fact of the matter. So if you're into that, that's great. I hope you marry somebody who serenades you all the time. But if anybody's ever curious if I'm into that, the answer is a definitive no. So just reading this, I literally, I have like the chills, you know, and like you, you know, when like you touch a f like a fabric that you hate, like I hate the feeling of velvet, like that, those are the chills I have. Like it just, my body is rejecting this. Okay, next up, she says, backstory. Oh, oh, I wrote this backstory. <laughs> I wrote this backstory because it was kind of long. So I summarized it. Uh, so these people, they were dating and they had agreed to do long distance. They had a rocky patch, but he agreed to come to her cousin's dinner. And then he canceled last minute. She was devastated, but then he showed up. She says in cowboy boots, uh, they went to talk and she brought up long distance and he said, no. Then he said, I don't want to sound like a basic bro, but I want to date somebody who will actually go to the gym and lift weights with me. Someone who will go on adventures with me and actually enjoy them. And here's the kicker. You know, my life goal is to climb Mount Everest. That's something I want to be able to do with my companion. That whole, everything in that sentence, um, it fills me like with an anger that is unmatched. I mean, that is... If anybody told me that I didn't go to the gym enough or I didn't go on enough adventures, what adventures is this guy going on? This guy's not going on any adventures. He makes himself sound like he's Indiana Jones. Like that dude is never climbing Everest. I would bet my life this dude never climbs Everest. So uh, after she says, after we sat in almost laughable silence, I ran to my apartment to throw up, which was a weird detail, but she added that in. <laughs> Uh, anyway, she went back and she told him that she needed to get some sleep and that and she ends it with, he had the audacity. You guys know how I feel. Men don't have a lot, but they've got the audacity. He had the audacity to walk me back to my apartment and with the tip of his cowboy hat told me to have a good night. <laughs> if anybody tipped a cowboy hat to me, you guys know what I would do. I would pull a Maddie. I'd call the police. She said, later on, I found out that he hates snow and camping, which is exactly what hiking Mount Everest is. Yeah, that dude's a loser. He's not doing any of that. Uh, next. She says, I'm not sure this is embarrassing to anyone but me, but I, but I, some could say aggressively, pursued a guy who was by most standards an utter loser. He was roughly 14 years my senior, living in his dead grandma's house, had a flip phone, loved Star Wars, and was unemployed. Some of those describe me, Okay somehow I decided he was the man for me. Then he dumped me. <laughs> he was dumping me. <laughs> I don't remember the reasoning. Anyway, very glad it didn't work out. We do this in our relationships. We totally do this. We like talk ourselves into lifestyles that we don't actually want. You know, like when you're single, you kind of have an idea of like what you want your life to be. You like that is if somebody were to come up to me and say, what is the most important part of what's the most, what am I trying to say? What's some, What's the number one thing for a successful marriage? Why can't I say that sentence? Did that even make sense there? I don't know. I would say like, like, uh, you need to have like the same like life plan, like the same vision for what your future is going to look like. Like if you are dating a guy who has a flip phone and loves star Wars, but if you like him, you kind of tell yourself like, 
no, this could be cool. We're like, you know, we could be like the like cool like nerd couples who go to Comic Con, which I really like. Me and Matt go to Comic Con. Like we we talk ourselves into that, but we really don't want that lifestyle. Like sometimes when you're single, you're like, okay, I want to live in a big city. I want to make this much money a year. I want to have this career. But then you fall for these people who are like, hey, I want to live on a farm in like Southern Arizona, and you'd be like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. It's exactly what I want. Like, no, it's not. It's not what you want, and that's fine. That's an okay reason to not date somebody if your if your life plan is 100% opposite it's okay to break up don't feel bad about that some people just want different things and you shouldn't have to settle okay that's the main thing don't settle next up she says I'll be honest the actual breakup wasn't wild it was definitely heartbreaking and unexpected but he had his reasons and I'm at a point four years later that I can accept that and even appreciate the reasons the real reason that I'm writing in is because although he broke up with me, I think I won. I love that. I love winning a breakup. <laughs> uh, he ended it two weeks before Christmas. The week before he ended it, he was so excited about Christmas and already had my present and didn't want to wait to give it to me. He got me an Apple Watch. Many of my friends were shocked by the expensive gift and thought perhaps a ring would be coming next. Little did any of us know, we would... We, Hold on. The watch would be followed up by a breakup. So just your typical $300 gift one Monday and a breakup the next. I didn't wear the watch for a few weeks after the breakup. My brother asked if he could have it. Hell no. I got over my sentimental feelings associated with the watch pretty quickly and now pr proudly wear my free Apple watch and tell anyone who wants to know that my ex bought it for me right before he dumped me. I've considered buying an upgraded one, but then I think, why would I want to do that? I've got a free one. What a loser. If you're going to break up with somebody, maybe don't spend a lot of money on, on them. Whoa, I stuttered that. Hey, but I like that outcome. That is a phenomenal outcome. The, I never got, is this just turning into me like rehashing all of my negative feelings towards my, the people I dated, but I never got a nice gift from anybody but Matt. So next up, <laughs> uh, oh, this one's pretty cut. I remember this one. Okay. I dated this guy for a few months in college. He was part of some MLM. I don't even know what it was for. I honestly don't think they even had a product they sold. It was just a straight up pyramid scheme. Anyway, he brought me to one of his MLM conversion meetings. And obviously I hated it because it was just a scam. But he was so sure he was going to be so, whoa, so sure he was going to be so rich because of it. And he had written out this plan of how many people he needed to have join his team before he could make X amount of money or whatever. Like a month later, he asked me to go to another one because his quote unquote mentor. This sounds, this sounds like Scientology. I'm going to be honest with you. It sounds a lot like Scientology. Um, his mentor was going to be there. And my boyfriend told me his mentor wanted to go to dinner with us after. So when we got there, he told me that I had to pay for the meeting that I did not even want to go to in the first place because it was my, because only my first one was free. So he's like trying to charge her for this date he took her on. Also come to find out that his mentor also had at least 60 other people under him that were also going to this dinner. So it was very much not the evening he had made it out to be. So then after, let's see. So that after we left, he hugged me. Why can I not read? After we left, he asked me to join him under, I seriously cannot read. So after that we left and he asked me to join under him to help him meet his goal. And I said, no, I wasn't interested. The next day we hung out and he drove me home and he said, I have good news and bad news. Which do you want to hear first? So I said, bad news. And he said, we're breaking up. And I said, okay, what's the good news? And he said, I get to date other people now. <laughs> that is, that is really bad. First, he wants you to join his MLM. And then he hits you with honestly a pretty fire comeback. I feel like you guys should use this. If you're listening to this and you're about to break up with somebody, you like 
don't really like that much, you should say I've got good news and bad news. Bad news, we're breaking up. Good news, I don't have to date you anymore. <laughs> what if she said at the end, she said, I wonder what what he would have said if I said, hey, I want the good news first. <laughs> if, she, if he said, hey, I get to date other people now. Oh, that is bad. Honestly, the MLM thing. Um, people have asked me to do an MLM episode. I don't know. It's hard because I don't, I don't know a lot about MLMs and also like people are very sensitive about it. And I kind of think like we're at a point where everybody knows that MLMs, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't generalize. I shouldn't say all MLMs. A lot of MLMs are kind of predatory. They're not a great system for women who are trying to make money. It often costs a lot of money. Um, so I don't know. I don't really think we'll do an episode on it unless I have something new to add, but, uh, please just be smart. Like if you're joining an MLM, it's probably best to, you know, not spend $5,000 with a 1% chance that you'll make like, you know, a quarter of that back. (sighs) Next up, she says, so I have always had pretty bad anxiety, especially surrounding romantic relationships. So imagine my emotional turmoil when I had an epiphany that I do not want to marry the guy I've been dating for the past year. I mean, that is obviously where the relationship is going, right? I decide that I just have to yank the bandaid and end things. He picks me up for dinner and we go back to his place. We are sitting on his bed talking when I decide to drop the bomb. I am in mid-sentence of telling him that I want to end things when I realize the anxious butterflies in my stomach have turned into a volcano of vomit about to erupt as I say the words, um, so we need to talk. (laughs) I bolt into the bathroom and made it just in time. My ex is just sitting on the bed entirely confused as to what just happened. Somehow through my vomit breath, I tell him I want to end the relationship. My stupid 21 year old self didn't think through the fact that he still had to drive me home after. So I had to, I had to have the most heartbreaking slash awkward car ride of my life. Both of us sobbing hysterically for 20 minutes all the way home. He refused to talk to me or even look at me. Fast forward a few weeks, we get back together. And as anyone who has ever broken up with somebody can tell you, the issues you had in the relationship don't magically disappear when you get back together. Very, very sound advice. But alas, we had a couple more weeks of good fun and dry humping to Maroon 5. What a time. Before I had to bite the bullet and break his heart again. We were hanging out outside his car and he must have known it was coming because right before I was about to have the talk, he walked over to his trunk and got a bottle of water, a towel, and some mints. I was thoroughly confused when he handed them to me. He said, I know that this isn't working and after our last breakup, I thought I should be a little more prepared just in case you throw up again. I took the bottle of water and sobbed in his arms. How stinking thoughtful. He was one of the good ones. That is really sweet. (laughs) That is really sweet. I like that guy. Where is he? I'll send him a, I'll send him something. I don't know. Box of cereal. He deserves it. That's really, really sweet. See, not, not all of these are bad guys. Not all, and not all of these are bad guys. So, you know, they do end well sometimes. I, uh, this reminded me of something that I was going to say, but I can't remember what it was. I'm sure it'll come up, you know, in the middle of the next story. So she says, first of all, I was head over heels. Second of all, this was the most toxic relationship of my my life. To sum up a great love story gone bad, I decided to break it off with my second most serious relationship. It was late spring, late spring. Why do I, why, why did I, why did I feel so like, like sentimental about that? He took me out for brunch and I thought, what the heck, let's just enjoy the food together. And I almost, whoa. And I almost chickened out. Then I took him to Liberty Park. I think that's in Salt Lake with a blueberry Slurpee in hand. I didn't know how else to say it. So it just sort of came out like word vomit. At least it was an accidental vomit. And I also remembered what I was going to say earlier, but I will wait till the end of this story. 
It came out of like word vomit. I want to break up. He had those stupid Viper reflective sunglasses on, so I couldn't even tell what his reaction was. But all he did was sit there on the park bench for like a solid 20 minutes. We sat in silence. Then he laid down on the grass, put his hands over his face and started crying. I sat by him and said, do you want to talk about it? Then I started spouting off all the fake reasons why I wanted to break up with him. Minor differences, family stuff. It's not me. It's you. But it was definitely him, though. (laughs) He then drove me home in total silence. Seriously didn't say a word for the next 30 minutes. Awkward silence for the history books. I get to my apartment. He hugs me by and I cry a little, then turn to go inside. The poor guy got in his car and it wouldn't start. I stood there and watched him put the car into neutral and coast down the hill away from me. <laughs> I had never felt more relief in my life. <laughs> the The visual of you just standing there, like, Honestly, I I don't blame you. Like if somebody's car died in front of me, I would have, I would be no help. I would be the most useless person to be in that situation with you. My car died the other day on the freeway and I literally considered just leaving it there forever. So I totally get that. Also, let me tell you guys what I was about to say in regards to the last, the last one, the girl who threw up. I have never, I haven't thrown up like since I was a kid. I don't, I don't ever throw up. Um, but I one time was going to hang out with this kid I like. And right as I pulled up to his house, I pooped my pants and just like a little bit, I think I was sick probably. And he was like running out to the car to get in. And I like started to speed away and I like rolled down my window and I was like, sorry, I just, my mom, I don't know. My mom needs me. I gotta go. Bye. It was really bad. So then I stayed home and uh, probably had like hot fire diarrhea for the next three days. But um, I don't know if he knows that. I don't think I've ever told anybody that. So the good news is that the first time I'm saying it is on a podcast in front of thousands of people. So there you go. That's my story. Next up, she meets a guy. He was very cute and rugged. The I'd live in the mountains if I could sort of way. Rock climber by summer, ice climber by winter. This is not my type, but all the power to you. He was search and rescue trained. He was working as a travel guide at the time. So half the year he'd be in Peru guiding tours up Machu Picchu and then leading and then living in Switzerland, leading hikes around the Swiss Alps. Maybe this is my guy. Anyway, we hit hit it off quickly. Started why my eyes. Anyway, we hit it off and quickly started casually dating. Like he'd put his arm around me in public. People knew they were together. We saw each other pretty much every day. We'd met and spent time with each other's families. As an aside, I walked into his house one night after work and was met by him frantically asking me whether narwhals were real. I had to assure them that they were. That's a funny detail. (laughs) Anyways, a few months into this relationship, a group of friends were going down to St. George the weekend of the Super Bowl. This was in 2014, so it was Seahawks versus Broncos. I wanted to go, but he didn't. I don't remember why. So we all went, and he stayed behind. We texted each other throughout the weekend. While the game was on, I asked him which team he was cheering for. He responded that he was cheering for us. She attached a screenshot, guys. It gets so good. The Seahawks won, by the way is what she said. I don't know anything about Super Bowls. So we get back from the trip and everything seems fine. We keep seeing each other every day. On t- one Tuesday after getting back, I head over to his house to work. To, I had a, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, guys. I head over to his house after work to watch a movie. Everything feels normal. We chose Blackfish, the documentary about the orcas at SeaWorld, which the word Blackfish, like it doesn't feel right anymore, but uh, it didn't feel right then either. But anyways, I know, I know what documentary it is. 
We watch the whole thing like everything's fine. When it's over, he turns to me and tells me he doesn't want to see me anymore. I can't even remember now what he said, but I was confused and devastated. I do remember him asking if there was another girl. He vehemently assured me there was not. I believed him. Mind you, this is also right before Valentine's Day. So I go home. I cry about him. He texts me the next day to ask how I was, which is actually pretty sweet. I remember telling him I just lost my job and it was a very rough few days. Then I got another text from him a few days later. He'd sent me a meme. No context. It was the <laughs> he accidentally sent her a meme of the Geico gecko and the <laughs> words say just saved tons of money on Valentine's Day by switching to single. <laughs> he accidentally sent her that meme. So she sent me the screenshot of, <laughs> of the text that says, I'm cheering for us. And then it's like two days later and it's like just saved tons of money on Valentine's Day by switching to single. And the, is his name Gordon Gecko? Why do I feel like that's his name? I know it's not his name. Gordon Gecko is definitely not the Geico Gecko. Oh my gosh. But he accidentally sent her that. Oh man, I love that so much. I love it so, so much. So the the bad news about breakups, guys, let's just, let's talk about this really quick before we wrap up. The bad news about breakups is that... If you genuinely really do like somebody, it breakups will like there's no formula to get over somebody. If you're out there and you're going through a breakup, the bummer news is that it's just like time. I feel like my most painful times in my life, I tried to do like the formulaic way of of healing from it, but it really was just time and like being around people who are really nice to you and also like spending money on yourself and just like doing all of the things that you couldn't do when you were in a rela relationship with a loser. So I wish I, if I could go back and do breakups again, I mean, I wish I had the mentality of like, no, I can totally pull this off. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fun. He's it's his loss, but I was a crazy girl. You know, I begged, for, I begged for people. I wanted people to like me. I, I didn't want to be broken up with. I had a huge ego and it was really hard. And I obviously it's easy for me to say now because I'm married and I'm not dating and whatever it worked out. But I, that's the thing is that it does work out. It really does work out. Believe it or not. Um, it really will work out. And just if, if you're going through a hard time or you're having a hard time letting go of somebody, it's just, you just, you bring them in and you just let them be a, a, you know, a happy memory of your life because whatever they did and whatever you guys went through, it led you exactly where you are right now. And that is a wonderful place to be. And if you're listening to this, you're smart, you're cool, you're beautiful, you're better than the people who, you know, dump you or reject you or whatever. And, um, there's your inspirational, uh, moment from your mother, Maddie. So hang in there. If you're going through a breakup, if you have a breakup to laugh about, that's even better. Um, yeah, I think that, oh, I think that wraps it up. Oh man, that was a fun episode. Thank you guys for emailing me, talking to me. You guys are so, you guys are crushing life. I'm so happy to know you all. So follow me on Instagram at the bad broadcast, and I will talk to you guys soon. Be safe. Wear your seatbelt, wear your mask, wear your sunscreen. Oh, and wear a smile. I forgot I had that in now. Okay. Love you. Bye. <laughs>